Bridget Leslie has certainly brought a diverse range of stories to us over the past couple of years and now being based in New York has given her rich new opportunities to seek out the different angles. Here she is tonight with an interesting discussion with Andrew Schlesinger talking about his development of innovative educational video resources designed to enhance the opportunities for learners across the broad range of kindergarten to high school in the USA. As CEO and co-founder of Safari Montage, Andrew is an educational media pioneer who revolutionised both in-person and remote learning. But Bridget also discovered he's a passionate cook. All right, Andrew, I googled your name and the words education technology pioneer kept coming up again and again. Are you aware of your internet branding? Uh, not, not as much as I probably should be, but I know that those words are likely out there, yes. And how does it make you feel? Because that word pioneer is a pretty grand one. Yeah, I, I mean, I've been at this a long time and, and everything that we've done has been early and in the market. You know, I, I am a pioneer in terms of having gotten into three or four aspects of uh, the educational ecosystem marketplace earlier than, than all others in each area. So take me to that very interesting story of how the company started. Well, I, you know, I was uh, going to school and working summers uh, for a book company just outside of Philadelphia, selling books to, to schools and libraries and uh, really was just um, trying to make money to save up for a business that I would go into one day. I, you know, I was going to school and working for a book company while I was in college selling books to schools and libraries. This was back in, in 1980. Uh, and then when I, I, I left school, I went up to Toronto and set up the Canadian division for uh, this company that wanted to sell uh, books to, to libraries and school districts in Canada. And I did that for a couple of years up, up there, but in early, uh, in late, I guess, 1984, librarians were asking me for where they could get a copy of The Great Gatsby on video, or Romeo and Juliet, or um, Julia Child's Way to Cook on video. And if you'll recall, the edge video, special interest video, had really just made its way into video stores and had become a big part of our lives. Um, in VHS and beta formats. And so I knew how to sell books to schools and libraries, and I decided that I was going to come back to Philadelphia and start a business that would sell special interest video to schools and public libraries. And I did that in 1985. It was the first educational distributor to school districts at that time. And what is it about education that got your attention? Well, I come from an educational family. My mother uh, was a teacher. Uh, my father was an academic scholar, although he, he became a lawyer. Uh, and my my brother actually um, started a chain of bookstores, uh, which is actually how I, I met my first employer um, through that chain, a, series, a bookstore chain called Encore Books, which was a discount bookstore chain in, in Philadelphia. And, and through that experience, I really became exposed to, to a number of authors and felt like it was an honorable profession to, um, to get into. Even though I was not um, an educational expert of any kind, uh, I certainly have learned a lot over the years, but I was drawn to it uh, for those reasons. 
Now, you mentioned Julia Childs at the beginning of the conversation. <laughs> yeah. How interesting is that? Because you have a deep interest in gastronomy, which is what I want to talk to you about. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's a great point. It's funny. I mean, we, I simply was asked for where to get that series, but I didn't get involved in that for that reason. But yes, um, my interest in gastronomy has grown over the years. All right. So how did this journey begin? Ah, great question. Because it goes back about 15 years to a restaurant that I had visited in the Basque country uh, called Asador Eshtabari, which was a wood-fired cooking restaurant uh, that was outstanding. It's one of the best restaurants in the world. It's really grown in popularity since then. I mean, but at that time, it was really just the foodie foodies knew about it. And, uh, and the chef there was pairing six different kinds of wood with the food that he was grilling. And when I ate there, I realized something that I had never understood before, which was that, that wood fire was, was really a flavor, was this wonderful, invisible flavor in food that I previously not understood at all. I couldn't believe how delicious everything was. And so when I came back home, I, I tried to make a steak in the fire, and, and I'm sure I burnt you know, the first few steaks and really didn't know what I was doing. But fast forward about five or six, seven years later, I went to a restaurant in Miami called Los Fuegos that was owned by Francis Malman. And I'd gone there because he had had a chef's table episode that was uh, had come out about a year prior. And I was very interested in what he was doing. And he happened to be there that night. And so I was speaking to him and, and, and I asked him, how could I become an expert chef cooking with wood? And I have to tell you that it's just such a, an audacious question for me to ask because I'm not even, I wasn't in any way, shape or form at the time, a cook, a chef, anything. But I was just playing around with, with wood fire and cooking. And so his response was, well, you can come to work in one of my restaurants if you'd like to. And I smiled and I said, well, that's not likely to happen. He said, well, give me your card, which I did. And about three weeks later, I'm speaking to his assistant and she says to me, if you'd like to learn how to cook on wood fire, you can come to Patagonia to the chef's mountain lake retreat house, which is off the grid, uh, but you can come for six days uh, bring uh, some friends and Jeff will teach you how to cook with wood. So I did being of their summer. And, and that was the beginning of a major transformation in my life. And I can't say that there are many moments that I can point to that really were, were that inspiring, but that was one of them. For me, I think I went into it thinking it would be more an experience, whether I was interested in cooking or not, it would be a great experience. And for sure it, it was, you know, when I left that experience, I had to apply everything that I had learned and wanted to, because, you know, I think prior to that time, I was a foodie for sure. But I think what I think now is that you're limited if you're a foodie and you don't cook at all. If you cook, 
you've really raised the the level of food in your life in so many ways. And I could never go back to, you know, just seeing food as something that either a great chef in a restaurant or maybe, uh, you know, your girlfriend or something does for you. That That's not enough. I, you know, I, I want to be part of it. And now you cook at your Philadelphia home with fire. Tell me about the whole setup. I'm on the main line of Philadelphia, so I've got um, some outdoor spaces and uh, and some indoor fireplaces too. I've got five or six different places that I can cook with wood fire here, and different methods and grills where I can hang food for five or six hours to slow roast it and. And do all kinds of uh, cooking in the ways that Francis taught me uh, during COVID. I did it for myself and 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 my dog, uh, but you know I prefer to do it for people that uh, I love or care about, and and um, and do that from time to time here, um, or sometimes in the summer on the beach. Uh, you know, in, in a location, I'll bring my grill. I bring grills with me whenever I can. That's interesting. But you also go after new methods of cooking. Well, not new, but um, interesting methods of cooking, like the flambadou. Tell me about that. <laughs> well, the flambadou is, is great because that's where I think I've just become obsessed with wood fire cooking. And I I came across this, this medieval... Uh, cast iron cooking implement that that a restaurant was using in in Stockholm, and I said, like, this is just amazing. And it's called a flambadou, which is also a technique cooking. Uh, it is a, a a long cast iron implement with a cone at the end of it, and the cone uh, has a hole at the bottom of it. And what it's used for is for fat basting, and what it was was used for was to a certain extent cooking. Uh, food with fat basting and or flavoring food with fat basting. So you can drop fat into uh, the cone. Um, and first of all, the cone you put in the the coals, the red hot coals, and you get the iron as red hot as you can. You drop the, the fat in it and you can use all kinds of fat, including maybe Wagyu fat if you want to flavor something. And it, it ignites into flames. It renders the fat out the bottom of the cone over the food that you want to flavor or cook. And it's fun and it's tasty and you can play around with it all day long. That's interesting. And where did you discover this? You went to Stockholm, you said, and that's where you well, saw I, it? No, I, I, I just found it on the internet. And there was a restaurant that was using that, I think, probably because I follow a lot of uh, wood fire cooking feeds. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it came up in a feed somewhere. So I I didn't discover it there. I did have gone to a restaurant um, also in Sweden that uses this to see how they were using it as well, because it's become a little bit of an obsession of mine since then. And it's interesting, Andrew, that all of this takes place through one method of cooking, which is fire cooking. So the question becomes, what fascinates you about this? Well, really what's so interesting, I think, about wood fire cooking is that it, it's it's primal and it it's primal for a reason. It makes food more delicious. The methodology brings you into nature so that you're enjoying nature, you're probably going to eat outside 
the the methods of cooking with wood fire are just more fun whether it's on a plancha and having uh potatoes sizzling on there and and or or taking a banana and putting it in the coals and getting a delicious outcome there all of it is tied to nature it's tied to an experience a way of living and i think one of the things that i got out of my experience with francis was that not only had he perfected this simplicity uh, and techniques to achieve delicious delicious outcomes, but he's combined it with a certain level of luxury and elegance in in the wilderness uh, to aesthetically have these experiences that are, are not only about food, but also a certain rustic elegance of, of presentation that is more where I'm comfortable in, you know, in life rather than a more formal uh, type of setting. So it means a lot to me, the, the style of cooking and how to embrace it in, in every way. Bridget Leslie in New York was speaking with Andrew Schlesinger of Safari Montage. In her introduction to the next story, Karen 